Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis, and I'm here with a living legend, <laughs> Bill Demo. <laughs> you're, ha you're half right. <laughs> okay. And it ain't the legend part. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to let him earn it today. At least we're going to try our best. So um, I, I can't even name all the bands. Um, you have Violence, you got Machine Head, Slayer, now back to Violence. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got your own band. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But I want to roll the clock back and kind of start at the beginning try to have our viewers understand like how you got interested in music and then you know the style of music you chose what what was that like kind of growing up in the demo household your child and just <laughs> listening to stuff and the influences are starting to come what were those and how'd you get inspired to go into music at all uh music was my mom okay you know the the house was uh she was brought up her and her sister my aunt betty they were the garcia sisters so they sang they were on the radio when they were kids okay and uh, so she, there was always a piano going on. She sang in the choir. She sang in, she sang in a folk group, like right. a fork, uh, a fork fora, a folk fora, whatever you know. The, uh, so I called them the players. You know, right. you gonna go with sure. the players, mom? You know, and so my dad couldn't sing a lick. You know, <laughs> he had no musical prowess at all. <laughs> no, you know, he'd sing in church, and I'd be like, ah, <laughs> no, no. So just tone deaf, you know, and. But super supportive, you know, right, my sure. father was really supportive of all of what we did, so, um, so it was from my mom, you know, right, and, right. and hearing her do, she was an alto, so she'd do all these weird, not weird, but uh, she would do not normal harmonies, she'd right. do the lower harmonies, which okay. are harder to figure out, and, and uh, so it was cool to kind of hearing them and hearing all the Engelbrook Humperdinck and Montavani records and Barbra Streisand sure. and Neil Diamond and you know hearing some of their music and finding the local station that played the, the pop stuff was KFRC sure. you know okay. so it was Dr. Don Rose and he was this personality that you know uh, played all the, I got into disco when I was you know in the mid 70s and stuff right. I just I didn't know different styles of music right. I just knew songs you just absorbed it yeah and I just I just loved I didn't know that you know I had a cousin my cousin Ron lived next door, and he was like four years older or so, and so right. he was into, he had Foghat and Aerosmith, and he had all the rock stuff, and he was in that way, and, right. and he saw one of my records, I remember him saying, you know, oh, Disco Dynamite, one of the KTEL records. Right. I don't, I'm not into Disco, right. Disco Mom. What, what do you mean, what is that? What's that I, style? Right. It's just a song. It's you know, it's it's the Bee Gees. It's the you know, right. baby. It's got energy. Right, it's just right. like you know, I love it. Still right. do. It already advanced past it. And uh, so I think that going from figuring out different genres of music, I was gravitated to more energetic. Right. Whether it be Earth, Wind, and Fire right. or Kiss. Right. You know, and so when I big. when I got saw the first Kiss record, I went, what the. Yes, you know, sure. and, and the fire and the spitting right. blood yeah, and exactly. the theatrics was what I was it's drawn right. to. So but same with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, they had all these musicians just killing it together, right. and gongs and all this energy. And so I was—I don't say I was torn, but I was just open sure. to all of it. Sure. And, and then what was that like first instrument? Because I don't think it was initially the guitar. No, I. You know, the... I. I wanted a drum set, exactly. you know, because I was putting, I was starting to put on these kiss shows in my house, you okay. know, for my, for my neighbors and I pass out little tickets and I put oh. little, I put, I have whatever seat I could find, you know, I put little, you know, here's your seat number and you, know, you sit here and, and how old were you? I must've been like maybe nine or 10, nine you know, and, and 
going to the neighbors and to our, because my aunt and cousins lived next door. Right. And so we'd, uh, me and my sister would put on, she'd sing Captain and Tennille. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> and so, and, and I. And you'd be the captain. Yeah, oh. and we'd, we'd do, I'd do like Kiss or I'd do, uh, I had like Elton John at that sure. time. And, and um, I remember when Rock was young. So then I needed, I was learning how to make the Kiss logo and wrap aluminum foil around it so I could have right. it as my, you know, as my <laughs> backdrop. And then I need everything. a drum set. I need a drum set to put these on. So, hey, I want to play the drums, you know. And, and uh, of course, the parents were like, well, here's a little practice pad kit. Sure. And, right. you know, put in some time. And that was fucking boring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. I, I, but they, he ended up getting me a kit because my okay. dad spoiled me. Not rotten, but he right. took care of us. He took it So we had the drum kit, and there was just too many things. It's just like, it's too much Get stuff, right, you know? Right. That's why I'm a snowboarder, not a skier, because <laughs> okay. there's just too right. many things, and <laughs> with the one thing, and, right. and uh, so the Elton John concerts, they end up, I recruit my buddies, and we start doing right. Kiss concerts sure. in our backyard, Fourth of July, tennis racket guitars, sure. uh, <laughs> taping smoke bombs to the headstock, <laughs> and, and we had a above ground pool, right. And for the finale, we do Detroit Rock City, and then we all jump in the pool, you right. know. Like, so I'm 10, 11 years old right. at this Don't point, and uh, so then I hear ACDC, okay. and I hear Angus Young play, and uh, a song called Ride On, which is a slow bluesy thing. Right. Right. And you hear this, you know, these little squeaks and these little, you know, it sounds like somebody's crying, and I'm all, God, is he doing that on guitar? And uh, that drew me to playing guitar was Angus Young. Um, there was a, Tony will remember this, there's a, a store in town, it was a brand new store when they built it. It's now Target, but it used to be called Jimco. Uh -huh. And uh, you needed a membership to get, you know, you had, you had to have a car to get in. And so right. if you weren't with your parents, you had to kind of piggyback on sure. another family that's right. on there. So there's a family and you just kind of walk close to them right. and they go in. And, and they had a uh, they had a music store or a music section there, and they right. had uh, eight tracks mm -hmm. and cassettes with the big plastic things attached, so you don't steal right. them, you know. And, exactly right. Uh, but they had guitars on the wall, mm -hmm. and they had like a Les Paul kind of cover uh, a knockoff guitar, and I it, it didn't even have a name on the headstock. I couldn't even tell you who made sure. it, but it was forty two bucks. Mm -hmm. And I told my dad, I said, I, hey. I want to play guitar, you know, and they've got one there, and he's like, all right, well, save up for half of it, and right. we'll match you. That's good. You know? And you were how old at this point? I, I want to say 11, 11. years old. Okay. And uh, so I had a paper route. I was driven. Right. I was delivering the so. Oakland Tribune, maybe <laughs> okay. even to Tony's house. Right. <laughs> and uh, and no, actually, my route was on the other, <laughs> other side of Silvergate. Um, so I save my money. I get the 21 bucks. We go down and get the tar. And I start taking a couple of lessons and learning how to play a little bit, and and uh, it just kind of blossoms from there. You know, I find some kindred spirits who are learning to play too, and we're into the same type of music. I'm gravitating towards ACDC and some Black Sabbath and some some heavier type of stuff. I'm still right. open to listening to you know Journey, and sure. actually I love Journey in junior high Bar, school. Man. Right. And Foreigner, yeah, right. exactly, and those bands. And Zeppelin, not so much, because okay. I thought that they were, I don't know, a little little too, didn't smoke pot, okay. you know, I've never been right. a pot smoker, so they were just was a little, little too psychedelic, or a little bit Yeah, a little plastic bit, it wasn't into the Grateful Dead at all, right. you know, it's just a right. little, you know, I don't like the, 
as a musician, you know, people are, I, I hate the Beatles, man, you know, <laughs> I just don't, I don't like the, the hippie right. type stuff. Right, yeah. popcorn? I love the more Motown stuff, right. you know, and... A little soul, a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Right. And hard rock. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm going in that direction, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in junior high school, I'm a rocker kid, but I'm also a jock, right. you know, and, and I'm cool with, you know, Growing up in Devil, California, there, there's not a lot of diversity here at mm -hmm. that point, you know, okay. and so there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, of you know, black people at our school or anything like that. So it's just like, I'm cool with everybody in a sense that, you know, it's like the burnouts will accept me, right. you know, but, but they're not taking me in as one of their own. Me and my buddy Dave Colberhouse were right. kind of misfits. We're like, we, we would rotate, but we did belong to a clique, you know, right. so. Uh, we got into the music. There was a guitar class in high school. Right. I'm starting to write music. You know, um, my my father's built our garage into a jam spot for us, so it's soundproofing it. So we have a place to to rehearse. I mean, and you're getting the 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 vibe of my dad being super supportive. You know, and just always you know kind of being there. And and uh, so we're, I'm writing tunes. I'm I'm meeting other people. Uh, playing at the high school, right. you know, playing at the junior high school, uh, dances for the junior high, you know, and playing covers and learning how to play cover tunes. And, and do you have your own official band by this point? Because now you're a at, teenager. At, you know, yeah. And so, uh, so my first band, we're, we're called On Parole. Right. <laughs> so, and we're playing covers. Right. We're playing a couple originals that I've written. And they're all about, you know, Iron Maiden was my favorite band at this point, and so they're all, there's a song called How Be Thy Name, right. and it's about this guy walking out to the gallows, he's gonna be hung. Right. And I just thought that was the coolest shit, exactly. you know? This is like, so all my songs right. are just about right. in that vein, you know? Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm here with Phil Demmel. He's got some kick-ass guitars. Oh, did I say that? These guitars are bad. And we just had to really understand a little bit more, not only about the design, but there's a lot of history here, and also, um, some features that hopefully we can explain to the viewers what just some of those are. I know we can't go into all of them, but damn, they look yeah. so good. I just and you got tribute guitar here. I do. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, my history with Jackson guitars is uh, goes shit almost forty years now. Wow. So, uh, do you want to talk history to talk about my first Jackson? <laughs> all right, let's do it. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my the band I'm presently in called Violence. Uh, we were we started back when I was in high school back in '85, and uh, I had a, a another V-shaped guitar. Right. And uh, my buddy, I was a huge Randy Rhodes fan, you right. know. So uh, my buddy came into uh, to acquire a uh, a Jackson Shark fin, which was the Rhodes model, you know. Right. And was, he knew that I was really into that, and I was it was over like a, a bad weed deal or something like that, where <laughs> he owes me for a bag of weed. So he, he took his guitar and and my, and my you know 18 year old mind that's like, oh all right, well you're the owner, you know. That's he was you know. So I traded my guitar for that guitar. Right. <clears throat> Violence gets yeah. big. We're playing a sold out show a couple of years later in Oakland at the Omni in Oakland. Right. And the sun goes uh, down with the police. And yeah, so so you know the story. And uh, so I get pulled over in between songs, packed out, sold out, and the sound man says, hey man, uh, I need you to, I'm sorry, but you gotta come over here. So I 
go backstage and door opens up, three policemen, the dude whose guitar it is, his mom, his girlfriend, and he's sitting there going, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, right. man. He's he giving it to you. I mean, yeah, man's well, deal. He knew that I didn't steal it. <laughs> right. So it's just like, all right, he just wanted his guitar back. So, I'm, But I'm sitting in the back of a police car. Right. The band is continuing right. to play. The show's going on. Yeah, the show is just like, the singer's like, oh, I hope Phil doesn't get raped in jail. Next song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is at the show, right. uh, ex-Oakland cop. Right. So he comes out, flashes his badge, you know, right. what's going so on? Right. And uh, clear this up. So they, he knew I didn't take it, so they didn't, weren't going to press charges, so. I get out of the cop car, run back in, do a stage dive on the stage, borrow a guitar from the support act, and back in action. So, right. I, you know, that's my first Jackson. Right, first time. But you've mentioned a couple of quick words in there. So, shark fin in the look. Just give us a little bit about that history, about the fact that there's some design here that even people like Valen Halen, I think, have talked about or helped design, so that it's just more comfortable, but also more cool looking. Yeah, the flying V is has always been kind of you know, Gibson was, I believe, the first to come out with that. But Jackson had, uh, Robin Crosby was a man called Rat, which I'm sure you guys have heard of Rat. And he helped design the King V, which is where I've kind of taken my shape off of. It's the King V kind of template. Okay. And uh, it's it's sharper edges, right. you know, the, the headstock on a Jackson's really pointy, you know. Right. And uh, so I like the way that it sits on my body if, if anybody that, watches me play guitar, they, if I put on a Strat or a Les Paul shape, they're tiny on me and they're up, I have my finger position is, is over here and it's weird and it looks like, a, I call it a necklace because it's like <laughs> right. a guitar necklace on me and it just looks wrong, you know, yeah. just everybody's all, oh, you know, that's why I, I prefer the bigger guitars and sure. I'm a bigger guy so it, it's, I need a bigger slab of wood to kind of be comfortable with and Jackson was, you know, the, I play metal, so you need pointy guitars. Right, right. And does it acoustically do some things too? I know you talk about like the length of the head. And you want like me that. to pick one up? Yeah, and show yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so we'll start with this guy because yeah. Randy Rhodes was my <laughs> Randy Rhodes was my dude, and uh, in 2009 uh, I was in Machine Head for 16 years, and we were on tour with Metallica, and uh, I had put in a request my buddy Brian McDonald, Brian McDonald. At, at Jackson at the time, uh, he's like, "Dude, you got to do a, you should do a polka dot, you know, do a tribute guitar." Right. And so uh, it, it's kind of the finish is the same, polka dots on the headstock like this. But what I did with the, the demolition was I did these little cutouts right here. So that's what makes it the demolition King V different from the you know the standard King V. Usually the the body line, the contour would be continued this way, but I did these cutouts here. And, and when you say demolition so we don't lose them, that's your custom line that you now have. Yeah, it's got the name on the headstock. <laughs> <laughs> so since 2007, uh, Jackson has put out a signature series V for me, the Demolition King V. And uh, so it's, uh, man. You designed it. I did, I right. did. It's, it's kind of cool. I still have the sketches of me, you know, kind of like, doing the cutouts here. Right. Uh, the, the setup is kind of a standard um, setup other than the fact that um, for the pickups, these are just volume controls. Right. So uh, one controls, I usually have the, this is the main pickup in your bridge here. So 
this closer because there's a lot of choke offs that I do with, with, with the music, so I want this as close as possible. But there's, you know, you see a bunch of guitars and metal players playing with, oh, I got tone controls and I've got, you know, phasing switches and all this like that. But everybody that I've known who's played metal has always had that tone knob all the way up, never used it. Right. So, so I'm calling BS on the tune <laughs> control on a metal guitar right. for me personally, you know, right. and, and so many people that I know don't even use them. So, so you've dropped it. Completely. I got rid of it, two right. volume controls. And the cool thing about that sometimes is you can turn one off and use the toggle like Randy mm -hmm. Rhodes used to do okay. and, you, and you bounce it back and forth so it's going right. between the, uh, the hot, pick up in the other one and it gets like a like a kill switch you hear morello do that you know so uh that the floyd rose is something that i've always used the tremolo a lot of dive bombs and uh i like the unfinished neck on the back um because it it does it it doesn't gum up you know because you know especially back in the day drinking a lot of vodka on stage or you could you know sweat and just all kinds of fluids going on. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't gum up. It keeps it. It keeps it pretty slick. And uh, maple neck. Uh, this one has like an alder, alder body. So the wings. It's it's a three piece construction on right. on these. So this neck piece goes all the way through, and this is all maple here. And then the wings are made out of alder. The fretboard is made out of ebony. Wow. And. Uh, so this is my Randy Rhodes tribute. Right. And tell us a little bit about Randy Rhodes and what he meant to you. So Randy was a guitar player that, you know, in, in God, I was probably a teenager. And uh, when I heard the ad for Ozzy Osbourne's right. Crazy Train, you know, we, we knew Sabbath and we knew ACDC and stuff like that. But Ozzy had a new band and I heard, you know, this advertisement for the Day on the Green, which is a, a local festival that they would have here. And, and they have Bill Grant put on these festivals at the Oakland Coliseum and you know these amazing lineups you know you could go see ACDC and Aerosmith and Sabbath and you know Mahogany Rush and all these bands for like 10 bucks and wow. uh, I couldn't go to a show until I was in high school my mom was like no way you know I was I was I had the type of mom where right. you know yeah you can grow your hair long as long yeah. as it's out of your face so I had this <laughs> stupid mullet going on you know it's like it's out of my face wow. mom you know and, uh, so there's an ad for this day in the green and Ozzy's new band and you hear Crazy Train, you know, that I'm all, what is this, you know, super metallic sound and uh, super distorted and uh, get the record, love the record and it's got this, you know, Randall Rhodes, this crazy guitar player on there and so love the record, we go see, it's my first show, it's 4th of July, 1981. And Ozzy's going on at 10 in the morning, you know, so we're, we're there 6 a.m. getting in line, you know, and, and I see this little tiny guy, you know, mm -hmm. and he is just, the guitar is just huge on Bigger him. Bigger than like, Yeah, and it's like if you see the pictures of him, his wow. fingers are like <laughs> tiny against the fretboard, and he's just owning the stage. You know, Ozzy's wow. this, you know, madman or whatever, and... And Randy is just so passionate about, and you're just feeling every note that he's playing. Right, it's it comes like, out. He had me. He had me at that point. It's just mm -hmm. like, who is this guy? And uh, loved his. Was really inspired by, you know, I'm, my playing doesn't really mirror his, or you know, a little bit influenced. I'm more influenced by his passion for the music, and, right? And the how you felt it on stage. Sure. You knew what he was doing. You knew what he was feeling. You right. know, there's it certain players. He emotes. He does. He emotes through his. Uh, through his instrument and through his, you know, through his body, you know, it's 
Angus Young is the reason why I play guitar for the same reasons and his playing because you know you feel what Angus is playing you know and and so players like that like Morello and all this conviction you know that uh, so he was the one and I've you know been his disciple since I have I have you know I've got this huge I don't know if I can show it to you or not I got this huge brandy tattoo on my leg when you know it's a family show probably so we might not go there uh, but so at the same time my number two guitar player is Michael Shanker so this is a uh, it's pretty dirty because it's been you know pulled it out I like like to keep things real you right, know? Exactly right. <laughs> So this is a this is a another demolition king view, but it, it has the fixed bridge on it, so it doesn't have the floating Floyd Rose on it because that's what Michael played. Same deal with the with the volumes and the setups. Uh, this one, so he's got the split in the back. That's the Michael style, but I did it on the King V, which is the Jackson, three and three headstock, which means you know three on either side as opposed to the six where Jackson has them all lined them up this way. So, story with this guy. So Michael Shaker played in UFO. He, he played in the Scorpions when he was 15 years old. Wow. You know, just prodigy, just natural guitar player. A little crazy, <laughs> and I think he'd admit that. But uh, I love his style and the way, again, you know, how you can, you understand what he's feeling. And, right. Uh, so, we're playing, Machina is playing Wacken Festival in Germany, so it's 80,000 people, it's crazy. Scorpions are playing, they're actually playing before Machine Head, we're, right. you know, so I have a chance to, uh, I met Rudolf Schenker, who was in the, the Scorpions, right. played the same guitar. Right, is that his brother? Yeah, his yeah, brother, and uh, so I, his son is a big Machine Head fan, like we bumped into him at Metallica show, right. and I got drunk with right. fucking Rudy and his kid, right. you know, right. so it's, uh, so I got Rudy to sign it. Right. During the concert. During, right? yeah, no, 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 this no. Is, this is Michael. That's another story. Okay, okay. So this is Rudolph. So I get Rudolph to sign it, okay. you know, and then Michael Shanker's coming to town. And I reach, I know the local promoter, Michael Beard, helped me out a lot. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> uh, so I go down, it's like, hey, I've got this guitar. Can I come down to sound check and maybe have Michael sign it? So yeah, bring it down. Here's the, the tour manager's name. And right. so Chris well, okay. Green gives me a call, who was a future machine head, you know, tour manager, but this is how I make, meet Chris Green. He's all, yeah, yeah, come on down, you know, he'll sign it. He's all, well, what if I ask him if you could just play Dr. Doctor with him? You know, you just get up and play, and I'm like, Double. I don't, can I curse? No, we no cursing? Filters. We got filters. Okay, Keep all right, real. all right. Go so, ahead. I'm all, don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> don't set me up and, and say if this is gonna happen, then, you know, so I'm all, don't, don't fucking take this away. So he talks to Michael, so yeah, have him, have him come up, and like I said, Michael's, Michael's a little crazy, so, well, I was waiting for the whole day for something just to fall, you know, oh, right. I'm not feeling, oh, the mic, and like the, the amp wasn't working, right. and sound check, I'm all, all right, here we go, he's gonna pull the plug on it. Right. But it did it, man, I went up and I played this song with an absolute legend, and right. uh, so as we're playing, he's jamming, right. I'm jamming, right. and at the end of the song, I take the guitar over, <laughs> I have a Sharpie ready, and I hand it to him, and he's, he's just riffing over here, and he's signing my guitar on the wow. other side. Wow. So I bow, and then you know, and, nice. and it's uh, it's probably my most rock and roll moment, sure. you know, as a, as a fan sure. to have him sign this. So I don't play this one that much for obvious reasons. I need to get that clear coated over the back, and right. so Michael and Randy, those are my two yeah. dudes. Nice. nice.